Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Freshen Up Energy. Listen, y'all know I'm a busy guy, and sometimes I need a bit of a boost, which is why I turn to Freshen Up Energy. With 100 milligrams of caffeine derived from coffee beans, vitamins B, C, and D, and zero sugar, Freshen Up has become my new go-to for getting things done. But hey, if you're new and want to try it yourself before getting a 30-serving dub, get yourself the four-star tube set with flavors such as blue raspberry, cherry blossom, more cherry, and freedom berry to see which one you like the most. With 15 flavors now and more on the way, I'm sure you'll find the one you love soon. And don't forget to use promo code PLUMES10 at checkout to save 10% of your order. And hey, if we get enough out there, maybe we'll even see a Plumes-themed flavor in the near future. Thinking something like Over the Moon for the name. But that promo code again is PLUMES10, and thank you to Freshen Up Energy for helping me bring this show to you. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. Welcome to Plumes Cast. My name is Seth, aka Phantasmal Plumes. I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Now, before I get started in here today, first and foremost, I really just want to give a huge shout out to Freshen Up Energy for allowing me to be in their partner program. If you didn't catch it, that promo code is Plumes10. That'll get you 10% off any order on FreshenUpHydration.com. Um, but it's one of those codes that the more we use it, the more of a discount we get later on in life. So you know, hey. Who knows, I will be incredibly ecstatic to re-record that and be like, yeah, we're getting 15% off, or yeah, my flavor, Over the Moon's coming out soon, woo! <laughs> but I gotta be upfront with y'all. Um, I, unfortunately, have a bit of bad news to share with y'all today. and You can probably tell that my voice is a little more somber than usual, but we, unfortunately, had a passing in the family today. Um... Patchley, my first guinea pig of about now seven-ish years, uh, unfortunately did not wake up this morning. And just to be incredibly upfront with y'all, like we knew she was probably on the way out. She had uh, definitely looked more tired in these past couple of days, and she she definitely went out feeling loved. Like we gave her plenty of extra vegetables, plenty of extra love. Uh, we both had an opportunity to talk with her before, you know, saying our goodnights to her, as it were. And genuinely speaking, as somebody who has survived multiple deaths at this point, being able to have that closure, even if it's before the final moment, it definitely helped. Um, so that's kind of why I wanted to do a double feature of sorts, because as I've been talking to y'all these past couple of weeks about this book called Different After You, Rediscovering Yourself and Healing After Grief and Trauma by Michelle Neff Hernandez. I tried yesterday, because it's Sunday, it's, you know, about an hour before the podcast is supposed to release when I'm recording this, so, you know, doing good on that part, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, I tried recording yesterday for about an hour or so to get a good, kind of, book review-esque podcast recorded, but as I was sitting there and I was just talking into it, I just, I didn't feel like it was right, you know, like, I know that doesn't sound 100% correct, but it just, 
I was trying to dissect the book on such a minute level to the point where, like, I was overshadowing my own experiences. And that that's kind of what the whole podcast is about, is mixing, you know, whatever our topic is with real-life experiences that I either find online or can interject myself or I can talk to people about. And then, you know, leave you with a feeling of, hey, this is great, you know, maybe you're going through a rough time, things are going to get better. But after I recorded like 30 minutes of the Different After You podcast, I was like, man, I just sound like I'm giving a fucking book report. <laughs> you know, this would be something for the blog. And really, I could sum up everything I wanted to say to y'all in my Goodreads review. Because yeah, of course, I do a little bit of Goodreads here and there. Uh, in fact, I actually just yesterday got my new Kindle in. Uh, because I've been reading a lot more. I've been inspired by my buddy Michael's book nook. He's been reading a lot more and it kind of got me into a more reading faux pas, as it were. So, you know, just to quickly, like, I'm just going to give you the whole, you know, book or Goodreads review of it. But what I ended up saying about the book was this was a pretty good read overall, one of which I definitely was able to get some good insight on being somebody who has survived three family members within the past decade, all three to different causes. The author does a fantastic job of being supportive throughout the book, never talking down to the reader in the slightest as she constantly reminds you that every journey to healing is filled with twists and turns. The only thing that keeps me from giving it a full five stars is that it left me wanting a bit more. Throughout the healing rediscovery of yourself sections, Hernandez makes multiple mentions about connecting with others to learn their stories of how they overcame their hardships and how you can overcome your own. In it, she uses her experiences and that of her late grandmothers to illustrate her points on how survivors carry on despite the pain and can live amazing lives, but I was left wishing there were more examples of said survivors. Granted, this is probably the writer's intention to create a non-written call to action, but I still wish there was one more example from outside her immediate family. If I could, I'd gladly give the book 4.5 stars. This is an excellent read to return back to when the doubts begin to clear your mind, or begin to fog your mind, one of which I will... Uh, sure, I'm sure I'll return to in the future, and I'm gl- very glad to have picked this one up. So, you know, basically throughout the book, you are introduced to Michelle, her husband, and well, her late husband, and how everything played out from one evening when he was going out on a bike ride to getting the phone call that he was in a serious accident uh, because somebody had ran into him and his passing, like a couple of hours after the fact and how it affected her and how, you know, she kind of felt like she was entirely broken and being able to take the small piece, like the whole book about uh, rediscovering yourself is taking those broken pieces and fitting them back together to create something stronger. And it's also something a little more beautiful The cracks make you beautiful kind of thing. So, you know, with all that in mind, I actually approached one of my coworkers <laughs> Uh, about a podcast topic because as embarrassing as this is to admit uh, on TikTok I've been posting every now and again you know kind of a primer to this week's episode to be like hey uh, this week I'm going to be talking about this this week I'm talking about that here's a little you know taste of what I'm going to be talking about what about you what kind of experiences do you have just as a kind of reach out to people maybe outside of our community to get a little more, you know, input in so that way I can have a broader, you know, spectrum of 
topics to pull from kind of thing or responses rather because you know as I continue to do this podcast as I continue to you know build upon myself and build upon the brand and everything like that I realize that I tend to get people that kind of just agree with my viewpoints and all and I want I want somebody to challenge me (laughs) I want to be able to sit down and be like oh I never thought about it that way but because that way it facilitates growth for all of us but all that to say, you know, I approached my coworker and he had found that TikTok and he, you know, was like, oh, so did you record the podcast yet? And I'm like, haha, no. <laughs> so he actually asked me to come talk about uh, motivation, finding your motivation, especially what you can do for free, because unfortunately, as a lot of us are finding, this wonderful month of September is also the start of student loan, uh, student loan repayments. Our first payments are due back in October, and I'm sure myself, alongside with countless other, you know, young adults, below 40, I would say, um, maybe, I'm, you know, I'm pushing it, below 45, maybe even 50, are starting to see those interest payments starting to come back and just like fuck <laughs> you know <laughs> you know that's that's just really what it is just fuck you know cuz that was an extra $300 a month that was an extra you know for some people 400 500 600 a month that they were able to save and use and reinvest and like you know it's funny to me and i know this is off topic but it's funny to me you talk to some people And it's like, well, you took out the money, you should pay it back kind of thing. And I agree with that. I fully agree to that. But at the same time, the interest interest rate should not kill anybody that's, you know, trying to better themselves. I've always argued that, you know, I don't believe student loans should ever be fully paid off for somebody. But the interest rate should be drastically reduced. Because at the end of the day, if you're talking about wanting to make a profit off of the kids... Make it 1%. Make it like 0.5%. Make it something that's manageable. Because at the end of the day, the job market is so badly obscured right now that, you know, a whole bunch of kids getting out of school are trying to find like, are are working like two, three jobs just to buy, or just to get into an apartment, let alone make a student loan payment. So they fall into deferment. They end up, you know, getting deeper in debt and just... It's not fair, you know, and of course you get the saying, well, life's not fair and you knew what you were getting into when you signed the paperwork. It's like, did you really though? Like we were also promised jobs that would pay these off in a couple of years. And like, I'm incredibly fortuitous to say that I'm working in the job that I am. I'm making good money. Um, you know, I'm making payments against it, but even I'm in debt too. But all that to say, completely side topic, we are finding out that a lot of people who had this extra money to go perhaps invest in themselves, get some self-help type stuff, you know, whether that be therapy or, you know, medication, are going to have to start debating whether or not they truly need that help and whether or not they can afford it. So being able to talk about finding your motivation when life continuously stacks things against you and preferably ones that are free. So, I wanted to kind of combine the things from different after you and talking about motivation in the sense of, you know, overcoming trauma. 
overcoming any kind of grief that you have experienced in life and finding your strength again. Because I think that is one topic that's never really touched about. You know, it's always you're healing and then, you know, you start from zero again and not, hey, you're healed or these are the steps to heal and here's some steps to get you started. Or maybe you haven't fully healed yet, but that doesn't mean you can't go out and find something that brings you joy or that grounds you or makes you feel at peace. So with all that said, I'd like to take a second here and go back to a topic that I had talked about a little bit earlier on in this podcast uh, in the, you know, realizing that after trauma, you are not the same person, you know, in the book, different after you, Michelle, or rather I should be saying Hernandez. That's probably the proper way to do a a book report. I don't know. It's been years since I've been in school. Sue me. (laughs) Actually don't, I don't have shit. (laughs) If you want to take my debt off me, you you could sue me for that. I'll be like, Oh, here you go. (laughs) But anyway, Hernandez makes the claim that trauma, like yourself before trauma, is like a vase of sorts. It's shiny, it's pretty, it's all together. And when trauma hits, it's like a baseball coming through and shattering that bitch. Alright? So, when you are sitting there, though, and your whole family gathers around to see this shattered vase on the ground... They, you know, immediately start talking about what they need to do, what, you know, how can, how can they help? What kind of things can they do? Or some people aren't around, you know, sometimes after that vase shatters, you find out that it's just you yourself looking over that broken self of sorts and having to piece yourself back together. Sometimes you have your whole family. Sometimes you have friends. Sometimes it's just you and maybe a fish. Who knows? But (laughs) it's, you know... The important part is, is that you can't throw it away. You can't, after trauma, you can't give up on life. I know it's incredibly tempting to, especially when you see all the broken pieces on the ground, to, you know, scoop them up and toss them in the trash can and call it a day. But that's not fair. That's not fair to you because that's, you know, outside of the symbolism of that being your life, you have been given an incredible blessing of sorts to be here on this earth. You know, there are countless people who don't have that opportunity anymore. And even if it sounds slightly selfish to say that, I want you to take a minute here and realize that you yourself, just being around, just breathing, just waking up today, is a blessing upon itself. Now, I'm not a big religious person at all. I really am not, and I don't want to make the connotation of, you know, oh yes, this is God's gift to you, because, you know, I know some of you don't fully believe in that. To be honest, I believe in something entirely different, so please don't take that in the religious sense when I'm talking about blessings or gifts or anything like that, because truth be told, who knows where we go after this game is over, you know? Where, Where do we go after the credits play? Genuinely... I don't think anyone could tell us, but unless you've been there and, you know, maybe (laughs) if you come back and tell me, you know, the story of how it's all looking, you know, that, that'd be cool, but (laughs) I'll do a podcast episode. I spoke with a ghost (laughs) anyway, with all that said, you know, you being around is 
to the world a gift, to the world a blessing, because every single day that you're around, even if you feel like you're not anything worth anything, you bring other people joy. You know, you bring other people the gift of your presence. You give other people the gift of you. And that's something that you ought to be proud of. Don't, you know, be a dick about it, obviously. Be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the God's gift of the world. But, it, you know, just realize that if you weren't around, people would miss you. If you weren't around, people would wonder what happened to you. You know, friends, coworkers, anybody in between, even if it's just somebody you occasionally pass by, you know, as you're walking around your neighborhood would start to wonder, hey, what happened to them? You know, being entirely upfront with you, I didn't realize one of my neighbors moved until yesterday when we were, like, I was just coming back from dropping the fox wife off to work and, you know, I saw somebody else, you know, with one of the uh, tenant or not the tenants, one of the managers of the apartment complex walk into his old apartment and I'm like, hey, yo, what? Is Mike gone? And like... I realize, you know, we didn't have a whole bunch of opportunities to talk. We talked maybe 10 times in like the near year and a half that I've been here, maybe year and a quarter that I've been here. And in those conversations though, we always had like smiles on our faces. We'd be talking about the weather. We'd be talking about cooking because he was a very big cooking, you know, he wasn't like a chef or anything like that, but he was always making food. And, like, we'd talk about recipes, and we'd occasionally trade recipes here and there. Would I ever remember them? No. But, <laughs> you know, it was still it was still a joy to see him. And I think, you know, even if we never really were friends, we just appreciated each other being there. So, you know, think of yourself being the mic in the world to that situation. But you can't give up on yourself after trauma happens, you have to pick yourself up piece by piece and try and put yourself back together in whatever way you can. And in doing so, you might find that, you know, you can't be the pretty perfect face. Maybe there's some jags. Maybe there's, you know, some, maybe there's some gaps. Maybe there's some, you know, cuts here and there. But that's okay. You know, there's actually a... Japanese, and I really should have looked this up prior to recording, but there's a Japanese furnishing process in which you take broken porcelain, broken glass, broken whatever it may be, and put gold in between it and use that as a bonding agent to re-piece it together, and it creates some of the most beautiful looking, you know, silver, or not silverware, plateware, and everything else. Dude, that's the way you gotta imagine it. You know, even though you have cracks in yourself, fill them with joy, fill them with, you know, wonder, fill them with memories, fill them with, you know, anything that you need to, that's legal, that make you feel whole again, you know, and as you put these pieces back together, and as you end up building a new shape of yourself, you might find new talents, new skills, new friends in the world around you that you wouldn't have seen previously as your perfect jar self. That said, you know, as you go forward in your life, as you can, it's like, it's a continuous thing. 
you know, as you go forward in your life, you might have another shattering event in which, you know, once again, all your pieces are skewed out on the floor, but you might find yourself with new friends this time, new family this time, willing to put you back together. And you realize, too, that the better the repair job you allow yourself, the better you can recover. The more gold or... In, in this example, that you use to build yourself back up, to mold your new self, the stronger the rest of the build will be. You, unfortunately, after a traumatic experience, will never be the same person again. It's impossible. And we waste so much energy and time trying to get back to being that perfect face instead of embracing who we are. But as you continue to experience traumatic events, and hopefully you don't have that many that, you know, you're constantly rebuilding yourself kind of thing. But as you continue to experience these traumatic events, you learn, you grow, you figure out the things that you need to say and do. You know, the first time that you have a death in the family, as it were, it blindsides you, it scares you, it reminds you of the reality that to truly enjoy life, you have to embrace death. Because, as I said, every single day isn't guaranteed. We go off the belief that the sun will rise tomorrow. We have been given no doubts that the sun will not rise tomorrow. That the moon will come out at around, you know, some, some point in the evening. You know, 7 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock at night. And then you know, disappeared six in the morning or so, but we don't know that for certain. Something could happen. A giant meteor could come out of nowhere and just nuke the moon, which honestly, that would be cool. <laughs> it's, it's terrible for me to say, but that'd be cool as shit to see. Like, you're just looking up at the moon, and then all of a sudden, this big-ass ball of flaming rock comes through and just <laughs> takes the moon clean out. <laughs> And you're just like, oh, that happened. <laughs> and then, you know, the world goes into chaos and, you know, life as we know it changes entirely. But it would still look cool in that one moment. Anyway, <laughs> to be honest, I'm thinking of that one scene from Sonic Adventure 2 where Eggman blew up a chunk of the moon. And I I just think that would look cool. Anyway... <laughs> thoughts aside <laughs> all that to say is that nothing is guaranteed nothing is promised to us in life except the concept of death and the concept of life eluding it you know so when you wake up in the morning when you you know greet the day remember that this was another you know opportunity for you to start anew. It's another day for you to, you know, pick up another piece. If you feel as though something is shattered about you. And maybe as you go about your journeys and your travels and your day-to-days, you find other pieces of other people. And you start taking that and adding it to yourself as well. Using their experiences, their stories, to build upon yourself. Because look, no one person can experience everything in life. You know, there are certain things that even at my point in 28 years old, I will never be able to experience. Okay. I'll never have my own quinceañera, for example. 
but that's a whole, you know, part of a culture of a world or for part of the world that I have yet to truly see and enjoy and I'll never have one hosted for me, so I'll never know, you know, the joys of being in that moment, nor have I had the opportunity to host one myself. But maybe one day down the line, I will, you know, make some friends that have kids and they want to throw them a quinceanera and I will be a part of that. Who knows? Or, you know, maybe down the line, I'll make some friends that have a, you know, sister or daughter or anything like that and they can tell me about the experience and I learn from them and I grow from them. So, you know, the reason though that I'm telling you all this in the order that I'm doing it, is you need to find that after these traumatic experiences, life isn't over. And I know it's hard when you are sitting there looking at all your shattered pieces on the ground, and you don't know what to say or do, you know, you're just, especially if you're alone or you feel like you're alone because you don't want to burden anybody else. Which, by the way, let me remind you, you are not a burden to your friends. You're not a burden to your family. If they truly care about you, they will be there for you. Your community will be there for you. Your friends will be there for you. You know, everybody needs help. You're not a bother by wanting to have a conversation about how you're feeling. Or maybe, you know, you're not a bother if you want to go find therapy. You yourself are entirely valid in everything you want to do and say and feel. So please, never feel like you are a bother to anybody else. Especially if you decide to trust them enough to tell them a secret or tell them how you're truly feeling. But that said, it is entirely hard to look at your broken self and figure out what you need to do. And sometimes you feel lost. Sometimes you just want to leave the pieces there and you have no motivation. And, you know, when you, and sometimes too, you don't even get to start fully rebuilding yourself. And something else comes through and just takes a hammer to your vase self, as it were. You know, the student loan thing, that example from earlier, that might be what a lot of other adults are experiencing right now. Realizing that once again, they have a giant payment that they have to make and, you know, they have to figure it out. Maybe they go pick up another job. Maybe they stop doing a hobby. You know, what cost to their life are they willing to make just to pay back a loan? That said, you know... They feel lost. They feel scared. They have no motivation. And that's why I wanted to come through, you know, for the second half here and talk about how to find motivation, how to find those free goals in life that really drive you, that make you feel important, that make you, you know, thankful for waking up every morning, that gives you that real, re like, rejuvenation effect of waking up and being like, yes, today's a new day, today's a new opportunity to try and do the things that I want to do. So, you know, to start all of that, okay, to start all of that, I want you to first, don't set a goal. Don't start with having a small goal. Like, yes, that is important down the line, but that is not where you're at. 
if you are coming, if you're listening to this at this point and you feel lost and afraid and you don't know what to do, don't start with setting goals. Don't. That's the first mistake because unfortunately, right here and now, you probably don't know what you're like attainable of because you haven't allowed yourself the chance to celebrate your own successes, no matter how small they were, you know, or are in the current set. You know, maybe today, okay, maybe today you had a good day at work. Maybe today you had a hard day and you overcame, you know, all of life's bullshit. You know, maybe, for example, you were expecting a package. It was supposed to be delivered today to get a job done. It didn't come through, but you figured out an alternative solution. And yeah, maybe you got your ass chewed a little bit, but you still guaranteed. Sorry, I completely forgot that I didn't silence my phone. Um, But you still guaranteed that everything got done as it should have. And that in itself is something to celebrate. You know, you don't. It's not always winning the lottery. It's not always, you know, graduating. It's not always, you know, getting married that deserves celebrations. Look, having a healthy meal that you cook yourself is a celebration. Eating, you know, in general can be a celebration if you're not the type to eat. If you haven't been allowing yourself the little bits of food that you deserve in life or a little treaty... You know, go get yourself a fucking candy bar, candy bar, candy bar and celebrate it, you know? Like, I know it sounds silly, but that's the thing. You have to start small. You have to start extremely small and build yourself up. If you are already celebrating these things in life, you know, when you get to hang out with friends, when you get to buy a new pack of cards, when you get to, you know, buy some clothes, really whatever makes you happy. Sit out on a park for an hour and not get any phone calls from people expecting you to do something. From, you know, being able to spend an evening with your partner or your friends. Like, if you're not already celebrating that stuff, that's where you start. You start with all your little successes. You brush your teeth. Good job. You combed your hair, you got to work on time, great job. You didn't, you know, flick anybody off (laughs) on the interstate, even though they cut you off. Dude, you're fucking doing great, even I can't do that sometimes. (laughs) Uh, I'll be entirely honest with you, I've developed a new habit of, you know, doing a thumbs down anytime somebody, like, does something I don't approve of, like, if they speed around me. Because that, that's the thing. I Just to deviate for a second. I, as y'all know, I recently went to North Carolina for vacation and to spend a nice little post-engagement holiday with the fox wife. And, you know, as I was sitting there, I realized that everybody drives the fucking speed limit. And that's nice. In comparison to Atlanta, that doesn't happen, like, at all. It's always 5 over, 10 over. You know, I I don't think I've seen a cop pull over anybody for speeding in a long-ass time, except if they're going, like, 20 over, because guess what? That's super speeder, and, you know, the cop gets a bonus for that, I think. But anyway, there are a lot of people who just over my, like, over my road that I live on, you know, it's a pretty long stretch of land, 
it's pretty secluded. Like, there's not really any spots for cops to hide. So you will hear people racing up and down this thing all fucking day and all fucking night. You'll hear these loud-ass engines and just... So sometimes when I'm driving into work and I'm driving around and one of these fuckers spins around me, I'll just, like... Instead of flicking them off, I'll just give them a little thumbs down, shake it down, shake my head like, I'm disappointed in you. You know, not, fuck you! It's, no, shame on you. Pop, I hope your mother knows what you're doing right now. <laughs> you know? And I have to laugh. The one time that somebody caught me doing it to him, they pointed back at me like I was waving to him. Like, Almost as if he was, like, pointing back and he was like, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, God. You're a fucking tool. But anyway. (laughs) So, all that to say. You know. You have to celebrate life's small successes. And you don't have to listen to anybody else. Including me. On what those successes are. Because only you know what they are at the end of the day. What makes you happy, friend? What brings you joy? What makes you feel good about yourself? Is it being able to pay off a little bit more on your loans? Then go do it. You know, when you when you can, of course, don't live outside your means. You know, don't burden yourself. I will always advocate that it's better to have cash on hand than to pay down a debt quicker. Um, but that said, you know, I'm trying to do both and it's just like, ah. <laughs> now all that to say, you have to figure out what those small joys are. Just like sit with yourself, really figure out who you are and give yourself that time, that opportunity to figure out what your successes are. And then you can go on to start setting some small goals, you know? And that's the thing, too, is make sure you start with small achievable goals. And when you hit those goals, you celebrate those successes just like your little ones that you aren't, you know, necessarily going like going for. Then after that, of course, you know, it becomes a snowball effect. And what you have to realize, too, is as you continue to grow into a little positive snowball, you may run into a rock. You may shatter. You may break apart. That's okay. That's what life's about. The ups and downs. We can't celebrate the joys in life without realizing that depressions also exist. You can't have life without death, and there's no darkness without light. Or maybe that's the other way around. I don't know. <laughs> it, sound, it sounded better in my head before I said it. But all that to say, you have to realize that there it's not always going to be a constant upswing. And that little dip that you're in, that little rivet, may last for a while. You know, listening to this podcast, listening to you know other motivational speeches or other motivational podcasts... You know, it might give you that sense of joy that, hey, you know, you can jump out of that rivet. And sometimes you can. Sometimes you can't. It's okay, though. You know, like, I appreciate you being here and listening to me. This is my little celebration of joy. Knowing that somewhere, someday, somebody might listen to this who really needs it and realizes, actually, I'm doing okay. Then, you know, me sitting here for the past 
how many ever minutes, 35 minutes, is worth it. And the hour I tried to do a recording yesterday was worth it to make sure that I put something out that I'm proud of that can help somebody, that can inspire somebody, that can motivate somebody to start anew. All of that is worth it. And again, you have to take failures into account as well. Notice how I just did it. I spent over an hour of my Saturday yesterday, all right, trying to get a decent podcast recorded. I got 30 minutes of a podcast fully out, and then I was just like, eh, I don't like how this sounds. And, like, and then I deleted the whole thing. I could have absolutely been upset about that and spent the rest of my day being gloomy about it, but... And then come on today and be like, yeah, guys, there's not going to be a podcast today. I'm sorry. And you know what? It would have been completely valid if I did. But it's the important part of taking from those failures and saying, okay, here's, you know, here comes round two. We're going to try it again. This is what worked. This is what didn't. And we're going to run with it. You know, and if this didn't work through, then I'd do round three and I'd do round four and five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Go on to the bell rings. You know, unfortunately, not every podcast is going to knock it out of the park. I understand that. But every podcast I record is an experience. Every podcast I record is a memory. Every podcast I record is an opportunity to help somebody in need. That's why I keep trying. That's why I continuously try and strive for better things. So that way, you know, maybe more people will listen. Or maybe this will be the episode that everybody listens into and all of a sudden, you know, here comes the book deal. That Phantasma Blooms gets to write a book. Oh God, that'd be terrifying. I've written books before in the past, but not like actual self-help books. <laughs> that, that would be a fucking ride. Just imagine seeing my goofy face on a book cover, like, the plume's way to plume-sess, you know? <laughs> you can't spell success without plumes. <laughs> God. Oh, that's the most cursed thing I've ever said. <laughs> but all that to say, when you figure out your goals, when you figure out your aspirations in life... When you are celebrating those little joys and able to laugh at yourself when you fuck up or you say something silly, like that's also an important part of it. Realizing that you're going to fall down and you can pick yourself up gracefully. You don't have to crash into the ground every time you fuck up. And the more that you can pick yourself up after an accident or after a failure, the better off you are and really the stronger you are. Because you kind of learn like, Hey, if I'm riding a bike, I can fall off this way. I can fall off that way. I can fall off over the handlebars. You know, like, you learn. You start figuring out, okay, maybe I don't lean too far to the right. Maybe I don't lean too far to the left. You grow. You experience. But as you're doing all this, I want to remind you, too, that it's so fucking important to continuously take action, even when you don't feel motivated, you know? The Fox Wife gave me a brilliant example the other day. And really, I think she was getting this from somewhere else. But she told me a story about how there was a art professor that had divided their class into equal sides. 
The art professor said to the class on the left, hey, your whole grade is based off one single piece. You know, you have to make it as perfect as you want. You, you know, have to do this perfectly if you want to pass this class kind of thing. And to the other half of the class, he said, okay, your grade is based off of doing 100 photos. I'm not going to grade them as rigorously. You know, just get the 100 photos. doesn't matter how long it takes you. Just get them done. The class that had to focus on the 100 photos was able to take all of them, do them as, or create all of them, do them as they needed to, and realize that, you know, as they were going through it, they were learning things with every photo. They were experiencing. Some pieces were better than others, but they continued to create. They didn't wait for that perfect opportunity that may or may not ever come. They continuously created until at the end of the semester, they had a hundred pieces done. Meanwhile, the class that had to do just a one single piece, that that was their entire grade, spent the entire semester freaking out about whether or not this piece was perfect, whether or not, you know, it was truly correct, whether or not this was the opportunity. Did they get it? Did they miss it? Maybe that opportunity was like two weeks ago when Billy came through, and now Billy's gone. You know, what do you do? That, my friends, is the important part of just continuously taking actions even if it doesn't feel like it's perfect even if you don't have complete and total you know belief in what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're having to do it's growth you're learning you're growing you're getting stronger allow yourself that opportunity allow yourself to grow be the side of the classroom that does the hundred art pieces because you know every experience is something to learn from. And maybe the first 20 were ass, but the next 80 are better. Because you learned from the first 20. That said, you know, all that to say is, while I'm telling you to continuously, you know, take action and do all these great things, even when you're not motivated, please remember to take care of your physical and mental health. Like, I know mental health is still an emerging topic, especially around the states, but seriously, if you can't do something today, if you truly, in your heart of hearts, like, nothing's going right with it, fuck it. Like, that's just the short and sweet of it. You know, there's no, (laughs) I don't have another great story to put behind that, but there's the importance of taking action, even when you don't feel motivated. You know, if you are feeling up for the challenge, you know, like, you know yourself, you can do it. But if you are sitting there, you are trying to do it, and it is failing and failing and failing, and you're getting frustrated, and nothing's working, fuck it. You can absolutely allow yourself a day to rest, or a week to rest, or a month to rest. The important part is, is you don't stop. You know, Sometimes there are divine signs out there that just say, hey, today's not the day, you know? If you're an artist, for example, and you love painting nature, and you are going to go to a special outdoor garden, which is all outdoor, to paint, you know, some trees, and all of a sudden it started raining, okay, fuck it. Maybe that's the sign that today wasn't the right day. Doesn't mean you shouldn't try it again. You know, maybe you take that day and you do something you love. Maybe you take that day and you rest. Maybe you take that day and you go get a drink. Who knows? Who cares? Do what you need to do to rest. 
because you will absolutely burn yourself out if you don't allow yourself that opportunity. And I hope, you know, in talking about all this, I'm kind of creating thoughts within your mind to figure out, like, hey, this is what you can do. This, these things make me feel good about myself. These things make me feel bad, you know? The, but I also really want to stress on top of all this is as you are figuring out what pieces are positives, which pieces are negatives, I want you to always remember the power of positive talking or positive thinking rather and self-talk. You know, it is incredibly common to hear somebody say, I'm an idiot, I'm this, I'm that, and it's in the negative. I am going through that myself whenever I, you know, whenever I make a mistake, I'm like, God, I'm such a fucking idiot. And the fox wife has to come through and be like, no, you're not. You made a mistake. It's okay. Like, it's perfectly fine to make mistakes. I want to keep reminding you of that. Because if you continuously tell yourself, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, it's no longer a joke. It's no longer, you know, a gentle prod at yourself. It's you actually believing him. And that's not fair to you. It's not fair to anyone else around you either who'd think otherwise of you. Remember, and it's it's okay to have a little self-deprecation, like, deprecation, fuck, deep, fuck it. It's okay to have a little bad self-talk, self-deprecating. There's the word. Because you know what? Just like right there, you can fuck up a word, and you can, but you continue on. You're fine. You figure it out. You go. I'm not going to sit here and be like, God, I'm such a fucking idiot. I can't speak English. And then all of a sudden, soして nihongo chotto hanishimasu. You know, like, I only start speaking a little of Japanese here and there. But it's... Oh, lordy, 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 lordy. All that to say, you know, if you are asking yourself now, at this point in the podcast, Seth, you have motivated me, you're figuring out, you know, I'm figuring out things about myself, where do I get started from here? Alright, you figure out where you're at first and foremost, okay? Figure out where you're at on this whole grand scheme of life. All right. Are you at the tight? Are are you at the point where you have self harmed yourself? Oh, God, that's not even proper English at this point. Have you, you know, gotten to the point where you sit there and you make negative jokes about yourself all the time? You are so quick to take a jab at yourself that it's not even funny. You know that people look at you and kind of give you that concern. Ha ha. You know, whenever you say something like that, then start slow start low celebrate your successes build yourself up and again to remind you if you went to sleep good job maybe next time go to sleep five minutes earlier if you drank a glass of water today great job try drinking two tomorrow the thing is is make small incremental changes you cannot stop everything that's wrong with you at once if there are things wrong with you to begin with Realize that some of the things you think are bad for you, you know, or some of the things that you think bad about yourself are actually great things. Maybe, you know, you doodle, all right? Maybe you draw and you're like, oh, these drawings suck. But if somebody else were to see them, they'd be like, holy shit, what the fuck? That should be in the museum. Give yourself 
that opportunity to start at the bottom and work your way up. Be kinder to yourself. Once you get to that point where you're celebrating all life's little successes, even if it's just half of them, you can start saying, okay, here's some goals that I want to hit. Make them small. Make them like stairs, not mountains. Okay, your next step shouldn't require that much, you know, stress upon you to get there. Or you can eventually set those big time goals, but have a bunch of smaller goals underneath them. If you want the mountain goal, the mountaintop goal, figure out every step of the way to get there. For example, I want to be healthier. Okay, my small obtainable goal for today is don't drink more than two cups of coffee or drink four cups of water or, you know, remember to take my vitamins or, you know, walk a couple extra steps. That's the thing. That's you start small and you work your way up because, hey, today taking five extra steps a day. Well, tomorrow I'll take 10. Tomorrow, the day after, I'll take 15. Maybe I'll rest for a day, the fourth day. Then I'll go for 20. Mind you, I know that's so incremental. Honestly, I could probably do the five steps, one, two, three, four, five, right here. And then, you know, but that's the thing. You have to figure out where you're at and then go from there. And be honest with yourself. Journal your progress. Allow yourself to be vulnerable with yourself. There are so many great options out there. For you to journal, to keep tabs, to, you know, be honest with yourself without posting it to the world. You don't have to be anxious about, you know, putting a a shirtless photo out on Facebook while you are in a different shape than you want to be. You know, and being like, all right, watch this Facebook in a year, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. If that's your kind of thing, go for it. But don't feel like that's what you need to do. Okay, find out something that you can keep yourself accountable with. There's plenty of apps out there. You know, there's plenty of journaling appliances out there. Whether you want a physical journal, a digital journal. I personally use Notion. And when I feel like I need to, I make a day, like a bullet journal. And I type down a couple of things of how I'm feeling and I keep going. Or I have like a little comp like here's the one thing that I truly love about my partner is we have monthly you know touchdowns where we sit down and we talk about are there any problems in the relationship what kind of things were we proud about what kind of things were we sad about and then go from there and be like oh man we've grew so much closer in the past month I love you (laughs) you know (laughs) that's the thing you have to sit with yourself it doesn't have to be a daily thing it doesn't have to be a weekly thing It could be a monthly, it could be a yearly. You just have to sit with yourself and realize where you're at. And there are plenty of things out there that will prompt you. You know, there's recently a new app that I've kind of gotten myself into that I've kind of, you know, sat around for a little bit before recommending. It's called Long Walks, all one word. And the whole thing is it's a global journaling app where the whole premise is, is every single day you get a question And every single person gets that same question. You don't post anything else outside of that. So it's not like Instagram where somebody can make 20 posts a day. They can only make one post per 
thing that they're a part of. So you have your daily post, and then if you're part of the other clubs, you can be you can post one time in that. It's not supposed to be, you know, ooh, look at me, look at this. It's supposed to be you being honest with yourself and maybe being a little more vulnerable to let other people see it. To give you an example, actually, here, I'll bring up the app and I'll read to you what today's prompt was. So, but keep this all in mind, like, if this isn't right for you, then that's fine. Understand that, grow from it. You know, figure out what works for you. So... Today's question was, I have the privilege of blank, okay? So I said, I have the privilege excuse me, of allowing myself a new start. Life sometimes deals us, an unfor- or sometimes deals us unfortunate cards, so folding the hand is draw- and drawing again is always acceptable. And, you know, other people will answer the same question and you go from there. But outside of that, you know... Find motivational, like, find motivation in other things, whether that be speeches, podcasts, self-help books, articles, find things that connect to you. Go back and listen to my podcast about finding the best self-help book for you. I would go over everything that I've said, but genuinely, I can't remember everything I said, so, you know, there's that. But find something that connects to you. Find an author that speaks in a voice that you recognize Speaks in a voice that you respect. Speaks in a voice that looks at you, the reader, is not a fucking idiot or a fool for getting in trouble or for getting hurt or for, you know, feeling however the way you feel. Go for a book that makes you feel heard, respected, understood. For me, Different After You was that, to a certain degree. There's another book, uh, The Body Keeps the Score. It's all about trauma from parents. That one made me feel recognized. Like, I realized things about myself that I did not know previously. And I was just like, fuck. Fuck. (laughs) I took a lot of damage as a kid. But, you know, and then again, you know, go find a therapist if that is your angle. You know, find somebody that makes you feel heard. That respects your time. That cares about you. That doesn't treat you as just a paycheck walking in the door. You know? And find other resources. Don't just use the one. Find other opinions on the situation that you're trying to get through. Because I can guarantee you, everybody has gone through buying a car at least once. Okay? You know, at some point in their life. But go through people that, like, have similar experiences to you. Maybe you don't have a lot of money and you want to buy used. There's Reddit out there. All about used cars. You know, there's... You know, people that bought a car straight new, like I had to, after I got into a car accident. And my car was totaled. Thanks, you know, random woman that hit me. I don't know who you are, but I remember you. And I haven't really eaten at Wendy's ever since. But, (laughs) you know. (laughs) But, all that to say, you know, after you find these, like, tools to help build yourself up remember too that you can't just use the tools give yourself some time to rest sleep go out in nature like surround yourself with positive people and influences 
But most importantly, and I know this is going to sound fucking weird, but there is absolutely a reason why every wellness coach in the world recommends it. Go work out. Go exercise. Go take a walk. Like, you yourself will feel so much more positive when you have a positive mental image of yourself. Okay? When you feel confident that you're looking good, that you're feeling good, you're able to achieve so many more things. And mind you, when I say go to the gym, I'm not saying, or go work out, I'm not saying go to LA Fitness and, you know, strut your stuff around everybody and be like, I'm going to live 500 pounds, (laughs) you know. Start small. There are plenty of apps that walk you through exercises. Most smartwatches or fitness watches these days have exercises built into them that you can get started with. At-home exercise is just as valid as going to the gym. Okay? Maybe you find a program that you like. Maybe you find a sporting club, like a biking club, that you want to ride around with. You know, maybe you find a group on Facebook or, you know, Reddit or whatever else of people trying to start their lives. Maybe you go to the Conqueror Challenge like I've been doing and you take individual, you know, virtual marathons to remind yourself to keep going and you set one person as your asshole and you like, I'm not going to let that asshole beat me. If you're competitive as fuck like me, hi, I don't know who that asshole is, but it's not going to be me. <laughs> you know, I am incredibly glad that there's not a chat feature in that app, because by God, I would be talking so much shit to somebody who's probably a wonderful person. Be like, yeah, you kind of kind of eat my dust. What's the matter, grandma? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, God. But seriously, when you start feeling better, when you start looking better, when you can look at yourself in the mirror and smile at what you see, damn it, you're going to feel a lot better about yourself. And maybe that's going to the gym and lifting weights. Maybe that's just sleeping more. Maybe that's, you know, eating better. Do what you need to do to feel good about yourself. And the rest will follow. I know you can do it. You made it to this part in the podcast. Clearly you can do it. Just start small. And again, you know, if you need any kind of help with this, I am not a therapist by any means. I'm just a guy with a voice and an opinion that wants to try and make your life a little bit better. You know, so all that to say, if you ever need any help, please feel free to reach out to me at plumescast at gmail.com. That email again, plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Please, that's why it's there, you know. Please know I might say something about it on the next podcast episode and be like, hey, I talked to somebody, you know, talking about what we talked about last week. You know, here's a little blast from the past. Anyway, you know, here's what we talked about. I'm not going to drop your name and be like, anyway, Alexander from Tampa, Florida. (laughs) This bitch says that he's got problems in love. What a bitch. (laughs) I'm never going to do that to you. But, you know, realize that in all of this, in the community that we're building, I hope that if you find somebody else that you share the podcast with that, you know, reaches out to you for advice you be kind of like a mini me of sorts and realize that hey you have the power too 
to give your own advice, to give people the peace of mind that they're not alone. And you go from there. I know you can do it, man. Hell, I'm doing it, <laughs> you know? And I have no formal training in this shit. I've just gone through the school of hard knocks, and I want people to realize that life can get better. Life will get better. I'm learning it too, you know? Even though I'm young as fuck, I'm 28 years old, gonna be 29 in two months, like, I'm learning alongside everybody else on this planet that every day is a chance to be something different, to learn something new. And I'm glad that I get to share all that with you. But, anyway... Remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, uh, Tumblr, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube as well in the form of pods. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or if the podcast isn't enough plumes for you, find more topics such as technology and book reviews over at Phantasmagoria of Plumes.blogspot.com. That URL again, Phantasmagoria of Plumes.blogspot.com. Guys, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everybody, be a little kinder to yourself. You're about to start on an amazing journey, and I'm cheering for you all the way. Bye-bye.